Hey everybody. So this episode deals with uh, pregnancy and surrogacy and other issues related to that. Just wanted to give you guys a quick heads up before we started. Thanks. This podcast contains adult language. Starting now. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of All the World's a Cage, the podcast that delves deep into Nicolas Cage's histrionic filmography, one movie at a time. But this isn't just a podcast, folks. It's an invitation. Come along with us to... Somewhere? I don't think it's ever actually said in the movie. Hmm. Meet the most inexplicably close and open group of people I've ever met. Watch the most thrilling scene to ever revolve around a baby book. And see a movie that I flat out cannot believe was not a Lifetime original. This week, we watched the 2017 thriller Inconceivable, starring Nick Cage and Gina Gershon. Uh, so, what did you guys think of this movie? Um, hmm. <laughs> what did I think of it? It's a toughie. Uh... Holy shit! I just watched this today. Yeah. Um, I've this is my second time seeing this film. How? Because uh, <laughs> when it came direct to DVD or whatever, I sure shit rented it. <laughs> because You're... because he likes Nicolas Cage, and it's a movie mm-hmm. that he was in, kind mm-hmm. of. I mean, that's why that's why we're doing the podcast, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on me. Yeah, he's he's kind of he's kind of in this movie, isn't he? He's kind of in it. He's definitely in the room. I mean, sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, he's in this movie like, you know, a sofa is in a movie or. Yeah, (laughs) he's like or like an ill fitting painting in like a very blank wall in a massive empty house. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like he's an accent. He's like an accent rug. You just put him there to kind of make the room pop. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, like I said in the intro, this is some high-budget, lifetime original shit. Mm-hmm. Like, the only reason that this is not a lifetime original movie is because it wasn't on the Lifetime Network. It's nuts. Yeah, it's a really, like, weird... Um, Not saccharin. That's like overly sweet but it's like overly something overly like dramatic maybe yeah yeah it's like overly dramatized it's everyone is just like acting really intensely (laughs) to the point where it's like yeah i i couldn't i couldn't ever get into this movie because i was just like oh like they're yeah. pretending to be sad or they're pretending to be worried or, you know, it's like she's pretending to use a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. And it's super weird because the cast of this movie is like pretty sick. Like Faye Dunaway is in this movie. Faye <laughs> like, Dunaway is in this. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's like several really good people in this movie. And like it, it's just one of those things where, you know, if if you have only a casual interest in movies and you don't really understand what a director does. Like a movie like this can leave you really wondering, you know, like how are all these <laughs> good people that I've seen be good in good movies so bad? And it's because the director of this movie is an insane person. Also, 
you know, it's one of those. There's also that uh, fact that you guys love it when directors like you know are have small bit roles in their own. Uh, oh my god! In their own movies, right? It's not distracting at all, and they always do a great job. Yeah, can we just talk about that for a second? <laughs> I'm so glad you guys knew this. Yeah, because okay. I like all leading up to this part. I was like, yeah, this is one of those. Mo-, like I just said, this is one of those movies where like the direction and the script are like really letting, you know, the actors down and this cast mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah. And then we got to the scene of him as the DNA tech. Jesus. I, well, oh, OK, I don't I don't have my phone on me. But yeah, I, what, I'll paraphrase myself. What I put into my notes was something to the effect of like, is this guy Tommy Wiseau's secret brother? <laughs> He gives off a very Wiseauian vibe. Yeah, I was. I paused the movie because I was like, I actually said out loud, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, why? And I, I went and looked, and I was like, "Oh, it's you the fuck, it's the director of the movie. He's you in a bunch Barry? of scenes. <laughs> he's like, uh, uh, he, there's like five characters in this movie, and he's one of them." Yeah. Um. So, in case you didn't watch this movie. Which, if you didn't, can't say I really blame you. That's uh, fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, just gonna, I mean, uh, okay, normally we save our recommendations to the end, but I think this is gonna just get a tacit. Yeah. You, you can you can not watch it. You can not watch this one. Hopefully our jokes are funny enough that this is still an enjoyable <laughs> episode, but this movie's real bad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it on DVD like I did. <laughs> But I can't believe you guys did that. You own this movie I, now. I haven't yeah. I haven't found a copy yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so basically, this movie is uh, uh, Gina Gershon is like in a mommy and me class. G- Gina Gershon is a, a doctor who they're both doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Is married to Nicolas Cage. And he's also a doctor. She has taken a uh, like sabbatical from working maternity leave right um yeah after uh having their kid their kid is what like four no yes four, four years old so she's yes. been away from the game for a while um that's a long but, sabbatical wow yeah it, well, it is she it was a troubling she I, had yeah, that's true. You're you right, know they yeah. talk she she had her reasons but yeah she's looking she wants to like go back to work and she ends up meeting uh, in a mommy and me class, uh, Katie, mm-hmm. who uh, is played by Nikki Whelan, I think is how you say it. Yeah. I and right. uh, who has a daughter just about the same age. And mm-hmm. she ends up living in their guest house and becoming a nanny, kind of, which allows Gina Gershon to go back to work. And uh, then she tries to steal a kid and gets yeah uh, becomes a surrogate mom and also tries to steal that baby yeah and uh yeah that's pretty much it i mean there's a whole section about 35 40 minutes into this movie that i could not really make heads or tails of and we'll get to that but um yeah uh, also, we should probably mention at some point. I might put the like a disclaimer before the episode, but there is going to be some discussion of like miscarriage and stuff because mm-hmm. it's a very prominent topic in this movie. So, 
Yeah, um, it figures heavily into the plot, so it, it would be kind of weird, if, you know, if we like tiptoed around the issue or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I, I that. It, I don't that, know how it, we the, could possibly discuss this movie and not talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just you know, it's just well, a part of just the plot. Fo- yeah, that that is a good call. I, I I would say go ahead and put a disclaimer. on Yeah, because you know that's that's some content warning shit that uh, I've been I would definitely. Yeah, I've been thinking about putting content warnings in the show notes. Um. Mm-hmm. But anyway, anyway, so this movie opens up um, back in time, I think, probably oh, yeah. like four years ago. <laughs> it opens up with Nikki Whelan wearing the worst wig. Mm-hmm. Not I've... worse than that guy from Drive Angry. I mean, it's I'm going to say bad, it's not dude. worse than that one, but it's For... it's it's bad. It's, it's distracting. I honestly thought it was it was so obvious and so terrible that i actually thought it was like part of the story mm-hmm. like i yeah, thought somebody I was gonna like pull her wig off and be like ha ha yeah well oh. yeah no me too but then later on she's like oh i've been dying my hair for a while that and I, me, that... I was just like no you haven't been no, you... <laughs> you took your wig off <laughs> yeah how I dare you lie to me in this way nikki whelan i was so confused by that because i had the same thought where i was like okay well wouldn't it have been easier instead of dyeing your hair just take the wig off yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all you needed to do. Uh, but yeah, okay, <laughs> that's um, fine. Moving past it. Yeah, long yeah, she's she's no, got a baby ahead. in a she's got a baby in a pupusa uh, mm-hmm. pupus, and then uh, is coming down the stairs. Man comes into the house, sees this woman, and with, closes with the, the door with the baby. Yeah, and then she starts running to the kitchen. He chases after her. Um, and then a little struggle happens and she stabs him. Yeah. Twice. And he dies immediately. End of scene. Yeah. End of scene. Yeah. yeah. Which I always hate in movies. Like when people get stabbed like once or twice. We've talked about this before. And they're just dead. Like that's not how it works. Yeah. But- yeah. Especially like, I don't know. Sometimes they go out of the way to make it really glaringly obvious where it's like he got it in the heart. And I'm in right. those instances, I'm like. Okay, sure. Fair. That's a level of trauma that it's, it, you know, I can at least like suspend mm-hmm. my disbelief and be like, okay, he's dead or whatever. But yeah, she just kind of gets him in like generally in the intestinal area. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, yeah, septic shock. He's probably not going to have a good time, but like, yeah. he'd probably be on the floor like, hey, Ow. that's my baby. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and spoil yeah. the ending of this movie. That's my baby. You're stealing my baby. It's not actually uh, your yeah. baby. <laughs> I'm going to die in like an hour. Yeah. But Uh-oh. instead of that, no words are said. And no. so, neither is like, you know, a title card. Being no. like, you know, four years later or, mm-hmm. four, you know, or like, you know, in Colorado or something. Oh, you know? Yeah. Like, the, no, yeah. <laughs> the t- the amount of time elapsed between scenes was a recurring problem in this movie. The, the, yeah. the whole movie is like a fever dream. And actually, I, I j- wanted to quick mention on this part, the cold open. I went back and watched the cold open three times. Not because I was like, did I miss this or anything like that? It was just I was having a very hard time focusing. Like, remember in the primal episode, Josh, how you talked about how you you kept like kind of tuning out and having a hard time <laughs> actually paying attention. I yeah. watched the cold open three times. And after the third time, I finally had wrapped my head around it. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be a tough watch. I can already tell. Yeah. That this one's going to be, 
this movie is like it's bad but in a way that is like boring like i was i most of the time when we watch these movies i can sit there with like you know like close to my full attention at least but this one i I just started getting really bored like an hour into it It Mm. this movie is about 20 minutes longer than it needs to be i think oh absolutely and Another thing that I was trying to keep track of was how many times people took naps in this shit. Oh, movie yeah. Because it happens so often. <laughs> Everybody's just lounging around. A lot of and lounging. It's like, it, it's, and it's like just nap city. And I was like, this is cool because I was watching this, you know, this afternoon. And, you know, it was like a beautiful day outside. I probably should have been outside. Um, but no, I was just kind of trying not to fall asleep yeah. and take a nap because this was like, this is like one of those Hallmark movie kind of things where it's exactly. just like, it's just, it's like a warm blanket, <laughs> but like this one's not a warm blanket. This one's just like, it, it it's, it just makes you sleepy. Yeah. It's yeah. like a spook. This one's a spooky blanket. It's a spooky exactly. blanket. Yes. Yeah. This, I, <laughs> maybe, maybe the reason this movie is 20 minutes too long is because you're, it's designed so that you can fall asleep for a little bit in the middle and then wake up and be like, Oh, okay. Oh, nothing man. has happened. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's like a sedative. Um, yeah. this is a prescription movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, it's, it's nuts. And I've actually, I don't know why, but I've watched a couple of lifetime movies like in this kind of vein, like, um, Will Ferrell and uh, Kristen Wiig, or Wig, I don't know how you say it, but um, Wig, is just Wig, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a movie a couple years ago that was like just a, a Lifetime movie, like it wasn't a joke movie, <laughs> it was just a serious Lifetime, and it was way okay. better than this one was. <laughs> Probably. But isn't that in its own like just like by casting those two in a Lifetime mm-hmm. movie, isn't that a joke? Well, that's kind of the thing. I was like, this is going to be funny. And then I realized that that was the funny part. And that was it. Um, But anyway, Mm -hmm. I've watched a bunch of these and it's like, yeah, this pretty much fits that narrative. Like their 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 framework. Yeah. All the Lifetime movies I watch tend to be Christmas oriented. Yeah. Well, save that for the uh, sister podcast, (laughs) because I've already got that highlighted as a concept after we uh run out of nick cage movies here yeah i'm excited um, for that that'd be fun i would not um be. Yeah. <laughs> i guess it sounds sounds like that might just be you and me josh my boy uh that's fine um sean and we we can all do we should all pair up in like pairs and just do our own yeah um, we'll figure something three, out three sister podcasts um, yeah, yeah. Mine's uh, Baywatch. Yeah, Sean and I have been Sean and I have been talking about doing a Baywatch podcast, like episode by episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We've been watching it, and it's good. Did you know it? It's good. It fucking rules. No, I haven't seen Baywatch since I was I don't know twelve. I I mean I never I I like didn't watch yeah. it when I was a kid, and uh, I was missing out because I, I remember watching Knight Rider and remembering that. It wasn't that good. Yeah. All I know is I've got Hobie fever. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> that kid you know. can boogie board. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he he's got the uh, A and W uh, uh, lifetime supply of cream it. soda. <laughs> yeah. Why A and W cream soda features heavily into Baywatch. Oh, but we'll save it. We'll it's save it only, for the other. It's podcast. the only beverage they drink yeah. besides salt water from yeah. other people's aspirated lungs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, save it for Baywatch Watch. Yeah. Yeah, Baywatch Watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, we were talking about inconceivable shit. Um, yeah, this is going to be... A, if, you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, like, I really want to know what this movie is about, it's going to be a hard one this time because this is yeah. just a tough movie to focus on. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, you know, if you're someone that, like, listens to these and you're like, I like it when they have their off-topic asides, this Good might be one of your favorite episodes. Good I news! Like... <laughs> um, yeah. It's just hard, like, because it's just so ridiculous. Like, if you made, you could make a parody of this movie by just filming it again. Like, you wouldn't have to change anything. If you just remade it and said, this is a parody, I would be like, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's just, okay, so basically, just put Will Ferrell and exactly. Christian Wiggin in it. Exactly. Uh, so we've already uh, kind of outlined the plot here. Basically, uh, so what I neglected to mention was the cold open, where Katie has taken this baby. At the beginning, it's set up to have you think, like, oh, it's her baby. Mm-hmm. She's leaving an abusive relationship or something like that. Yeah, yep. But Gina Gershon figures out, no, that is not the case. Through her, like, rich, like, lady free time, like, she's working in a hospital, but she just, like, has all the time in the world for naps and weird internet research. She figures out that Katie is the donor because she had this challenging pregnancy. Yeah. So Um, when she was able to get pregnant, she had an egg donor. And yeah. she finds out that Katie was the donor of that egg. And now Katie has come to, she theorizes, take her baby away. Well, she, it's, Gina Gershon theorizes this, but Katie, who is Nikki Whelan, by the way, um, says it. Like, she says that she's she wants the baby because, okay, let's unpack this, because I got hung up on this. Um the situation here right so okay just to see if i have this right i'm gonna run it by you guys and tell me if i'm wrong okay okay i don't know if i'll be able to do that but sure (laughs) okay and before i start i also want to say that i'm gonna really fuck up some concepts like mother and baby and surrogacy and all that so sorry in advance yeah Yeah. we're we're three cisgendered men yeah so this is you know tough we we know that we're we're gonna say some stuff, but we 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 know we know who we are. Yeah, you know? and also this just so is that's just, clear. Just trying to untangle this is gonna be rough. Um, language aside, but okay. So, Gina Gershon used an egg donor, right? So, and that was Katie. So she she had one of Katie's eggs implanted into her, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, and Katie found out. So Gina Gershon's kid is from Katie's egg. But Katie's daughter is also from one of her eggs that she donated that was then carried by a different woman, right? Yes. And now this new baby is also also from one of her eggs, right? The last of the eggs. Yes. When they introduce... Okay, so when she becomes the surrogate which she does by the way by murdering her lover who they had previously selected (laughs) to be the surrogate she just like what hits her in the head with a brick or something right it's one of the weight 
It's a weight. Uh, it's a weight, sure. Yeah. Okay, because she's like a sporty, like she's like yep. running a triathlon yep. or something. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she, yeah, she, she, and she, just, she yeah, so she seduces her and is sleeping with her. And yeah. then she's like, you're the surrogate. Uh-uh, surprise. Wham. I'm yeah. the surrogate now. Which presumably, I'm, I guess I'm, I kind of put this together earlier that she probably found Linda, who is their friend, the one who gets killed, and mm. seduced her in order to get close to Jeannie Gershon and Nick Cage. Yes. Because right. that's how she gets introduced to her is because, uh, what is the character's name? Linda. Linda, Linda is yeah. like, she like works at the Mommy and Me program or something like that. Uh -huh. Or she's just their friend. They're one friend. Apparently, if you're a super rich doctor, you only have like one and a half friends. Everybody else at work colleague. It's her and the doctor from uh, the director guy. Yeah. Yeah. The Barry. Barry. Yeah, he's, he's he's the one that's half a friend. He's referred yeah. to as Barry and or Bear at one point. So, Thanks, Bear. <laughs> and I was yeah. just like, ugh. I, yeah, their whole, like, the fact that their social circle is so small. I don't know. There were a bunch of times in this movie where I was just like, man, are rich people really this weird? Also, is this just what rich people are like? Because well, they're, so, they're super weird. Yeah. I had, a, I had a question about that where I was just like, this house is huge and yep. immaculately, like, clean. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have like some sort of like like cleaning crew or something. Yeah, there's like a somebody... four year old lives here. Yeah, why so... isn't there crayon on yeah, all yeah. the walls? Yeah, it's exactly. So I was just like, so why don't we ever see someone come in and like just sweep once, you know, <laughs> like or polish a window because everything yeah. is so clean, it's immaculate, so tidy. Yeah, but yet it's like it's like they don't live there, you know, or at least they <laughs> they live there, but they only use two rooms or something <laughs> because in this movie at one point uh gina says something along the lines of she's just like i wanted to give you a baby for each house or like a, a child for each room of this house yeah. and i was like she does shit that's a huge house dude <laughs> holy shit it's a whole bunch yeah. of babies dude. <laughs> oh my god even the arboretum oh my god the that's like house? 40 kids yeah. yeah we needed to start on this a long time ago nick <laughs> Uh, they do have friends, though, because during the baby shower scene, there's like 45 people okay. there. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, can I? There's a bunch of like I blonde 20 somethings. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like a fucking stepper white something there. But OK, everyone. OK, if you go to a baby shower, there's typically like two kinds. There's like the one where it's just your friends and family mm -hmm. or there's one that you get thrown at at like work or something. Maybe those people were all just like work friends because nobody gave a shit when she came no. in and was like, honey, are you on pills? And it's yeah. just like, she's trying to kill me. And it's like, every, nobody says a fucking word. You think, you think one of them would have just come up and been like, oh my God, are what you, is wrong with you? Are you okay? Yeah. yeah. Like, what, what? No, yeah. What and, the and, fuck? Then, and then Nick is just like, all right, she's on drugs again. Everybody, everybody out. out. And they all just leave. No, nobody says bye. Nobody's yeah. like, call yeah. me. Yeah. Let me know yeah. where this Nobody's like, uh, no, dude. I'm not just going to leave as you scream at your wife about how on pills she is. And like, she's screaming at the surrogate saying that she drugged her. Yeah. Like, nobody cared. Nobody I, cared. That's why they're work friends. 
They don't care. <laughs> in 30 seconds, the house is empty. No, they didn't even act. They didn't even show the level of attentiveness that a work friend would. They were literally like strangers in your were, own house. They were ex like extras yeah. on a movie set because surprise. Yeah. That's what they fucking were, y'all. There was no set. additional characterization for these people provided. So, like, yeah, yeah I guess they just filter out. I, it's just like it's my just wife's like, on pills. Everybody out. They're just like we we dropped off the present, right? We can go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what you wanted: uh, surprise baby shower where you don't know anyone. <laughs> like. Yeah, like, I, I just I just came because yeah. I heard Dr. Nick Cage was giving away uh, iPods in the goodie bags. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Faye Dunaway had, had warned previously in the movie, you're just going to let a stranger live in your house? Yeah, they had a whole party full of strangers. Dude, Faye Dunaway was, she's my favorite type of character, um, which is somebody who is like a total asshole who pushes and like, puts their nose in other people's business and like won't respect boundaries, but is also 100% correct. Mm -hmm. Cause she's I, the first one to sound the alarm to be like, who is this person? You don't know yeah. her. Who is her? And like, who is she? And why is she living in your guest house? And then like Gina Gershon and Nick Cage are just like, yeah, shit. Grandma's kind of a bitch. I don't know why she keeps saying all that <laughs> stuff. It's like she's saying it because you're her son and daughter-in-law and she loves you. And she knows that you're about to get freaky murdered by this weirdo who's a baby stealer. She knew the whole time. Yeah, she was <laughs> she, on it. And, except for <laughs> when it comes later on where... Gina's being like uh, uh, aggressive about because she just figured out like you mm -hmm. know there's something shady going on. Yeah, and she's like, "Did you try to? Are you good? Like you gonna try and steal my baby? Like you, you, you like yeah, they're yeah. in the nursery, whatnot. And, like, did you kill and, Linda? And that's when Faye Dunaway just flip flops and it's just like, <laughs> why are you actually so mean to her? Yeah, well now now I think she's great, and you a year the, and the, a half the later. wife. Of my son and mother of my granddaughter, I, I'm against you now. Yeah, she says, uh, "Where the fuck is it?" She's like, "She's like, um, Gina Gershon's like, what else have you guys been talking about?" Uh, it's in you know Nick Cage and um, Katie, and um, Faye Dunaway's like, "Well, they've been talking a lot about how worried they are about you." And I was like, "You're just oh, stirred yeah. up shit now." Oh <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh yeah, and then yeah, that's the part where Gina Gershon is like. You told them. You told them about the drugs, and they're all just like, "The what now?" Yeah. Because <laughs> like, at one point, uh, they she takes uh, Nikki Whelan to like you know get uh, they're they're testing for like chromosomal abnormalities or whatever. Mm -hmm. and she yeah. she has like an episode, you know, where she's like remembering a past trauma and kind of freaks out. Yeah, and, uh, she remembers the time when a doctor said immediately, well, those are the last three eggs she'll ever have. OK, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it yeah says, the, the, makes the, that call right there. Yeah, the bedside manner of a fucking ogre. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's so funny. It's just brutal. That's one of the very like lifetime moments in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a mechanic that just like broke your car battery and just closes the, <laughs> closes the lid on the car. It's just like, well, fuck well, that up. I this guess is, uh, this is total. No, 
that was broke from before. <laughs> he's even he's even like wiping his hands on his scrubs. I know. Like he's got like grease That's why I thought mechanic. I was oh like, what God. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. Another thing I loved in this movie was it, it's just it's just awkward. Like one thing that I noticed was really awkward was like the staging, which is, you know, where people are standing in a scene and how they interact with each other. Like mm. the scene early on when um, everybody has fallen asleep, uh, like, you know, Gina, Gershon and Linda mm-hmm. and Katie and the two yeah. kids, they're all like asleep on the couch, you know? Yeah. And Nick okay. Cage. I was I was going to say, I, I might need you to be a little more specific <laughs> than the scene where everyone falls asleep because. But yeah. but yes, I know what you're talking. It's the first sleepover where uh, where Linda has like, you know, set them up on a play date or whatever. The first it's, nap. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry. Sorry. Dan. No, you're good. Uh, but he's Nick Cage is just standing there awkwardly, like looming over them all, talking to Gina Gershon, who's the only one who woke up. Everybody else stayed asleep mm-hmm. and they're just standing there talking. And out of nowhere, he just points and goes, who's that? And he says it like loud as fuck. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's Katie. Yeah. In a house that probably doesn't totally echo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I thought we agreed, honey, that none of us would have friends. Exactly. No friends. This is a zero friend household. You know it takes me two two days to mow that lo- yard, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't have time for friends. Oh Jesus. Yeah, uh. so after um after uh Gina accuses Nikki Whelan a couple of times of trying to steal her baby and then she just continues to live in their house this is when we get into the part of the movie that i really liked and by liked i mean thought was super wild and entertaining where they just kind of like are weird like they amble around the house and just like suspiciously exchange glances at each other and stuff like they both know like they know that the other one has cracked the code and they're just like they're just like playing this game of cat and mouse where like you know basically like Nikki Whelan is you know doing these things to insinuate like well I'll just tell them you're on pills again and like whatever so you can't really you can't kick me out of your house for trying to steal your baby and the whole time I was just like yeah she can she She absolutely like she she should and could because like getting accused of being on drugs is completely dwarfed by the idea of having your child stolen like mm-hmm. yeah it's not even in the same strap like oh man <laughs> no yeah like having it- to live with a murderer and because she figures out oh this lady she, yeah, the, she's a murderer yeah. yeah there's a there's a point it's also like yeah after that whole thing where it's just like you accused your housekeeper slash nanny slash mm-hmm. Um, best surrogate. friend slash surrogate, surrogate mother, uh, a, a murderer, and also like trying to like slash muralist, yeah, well, <laughs> slash artist. Yeah, like, she's you know a, it's a gig a economy. Animator. You gotta you really gotta wear many hats these days. That mural but, sucked. Well, she well you know when you when you when you have a style of just painting the same tree over and over. Well, again. yeah, that's the craziest thing is it sucked, and it was her second try. <laughs> She already did it once. <laughs> sorry, what were you, what were you gonna say, Sean? Yeah. Well, sorry. it's just it's she, this is after that she's accused you of like being a murderer mm-hmm. or and like trying to steal your child and 
And then she accuses you of being on drugs. Mm -hmm. And then you pee in a cup and give that cup to her. What? (laughs) Why would you think? Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you think like maybe first off, don't you just go to the doctor's office and they give you a little cup in a bag and it's like sterile and stuff. And then like, you pee. I've never had to do a drug test, but I I have for jobs. You don't. You normally don't use your own mason jar. Yeah, no, yeah. like a hundred percent. Like if 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 my husband was like, I don't know, maybe we should just test you just to be sure. I mean, mm-hmm. first of all, you should divorce Nick Cage as soon as he says that to you because <laughs> it's absolutely crazy that he's siding with your fucking nanny instead of you. Yeah. Beyond that, I wouldn't just be like, okay, honey, I'll just pee in this cup and no, she's no. carrying it. Okay, I I have into I have the been, store or not I, store like doctor's office. Yeah, the, 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 store. Med- the medicine store. You know store. where you, the pawn shop where you sell your pee. Yeah. <laughs> not you guys don't do that. Oh, I needed money. I have I have had to do drug testing for like jobs. You know, I've had a couple mm-hmm. jobs where they make you do it first. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't know the exact procedure, but I know f- like almost a hundred percent certainty that you can't just bring it in. Like, you Mm -hmm. can't just walk in and be like, yeah, so here you go. They would just, they wouldn't even touch it. They would be like, well, we're not going to test that because we don't know whose it is or where it came from. Here's one of ours. Go pee in the bathroom. Yep. Yeah. Go pee in a controlled environment. Like, they wouldn't even know that it's pee. It could be plumber's acid or something. (sighs) It could be, it could be anything. You Uh, don't know. It's like, also, don't use the good Tupperware. (laughs) (laughs) I did love that when Gina Gershon says once, she's like, he wants me to pee in a cup. And right away, Katie's like, I'll get a cup. Yeah, that's like, what cup? What? Do you just next, have those The next there? scene, she's carrying a little cup Yeah. with Nick Cage. And they're walking in and he's like, they stop for a second. And, and she, he's like, I don't know if we're doing the right thing. And she's like, but she needs us to do this. And it's like, what? Is, what? No. <laughs> Yeah, this is I, all yeah. wrong. I mean, this they is all wrong. they could have fucking time like that's that scene would have still been absolutely buck wild, but it would have been less straight up like an absurdist caricature if it was like just Faye Dunaway instead. Like if it was just yeah. Nick Cage and Faye Dunaway walking in like, you're right. I mean, we just like I know it's a little extreme, but like she's had these problems in the past because I, I don't know if we remember to mention that she Yes. Gina Gershon confesses to Nikki Whelan at some point, like, I, after, I I think it's like she's struggling with postpartum depression, or, she, mm-hmm. or no, she, she started on painkillers because, like, the, the pregnancy was difficult and was yeah. causing her pain. Well, so, like, She said after, she had four miscarriages. Yeah, That yes. scene. So, yeah, like Jeff was saying, though, she has... Um, a, a history of drug abuse. She, 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 yeah, she has a history of it. So it's not like completely out of the blue. Mm. I mean, it's still wildly inappropriate. Like, just because someone has a history of drug use doesn't mean that you should assume like, well, I guess if our, you know, our nanny, this lady that we met, <laughs> fairly recently accuses her of being on drugs, I better drug test my wife. But it, it, it's at least like there is some context provided for it. Yeah, that scene was fucking nuts. And this is the other awkward thing about this movie. How close and open people get immediately. Like, I think it's probably only a few weeks after Katie and Gina Gershon meet for the first time. Because I think Linda's still alive at this point. Um, they're having a conversation and we learn in the span of 
three-ish minutes that Gina Gershon had trouble conceiving, has had multiple miscarriages, is now pregnant, has not told Nick Cage yet, and then has another miscarriage. Oh, also, and we also learned that she has abused drugs in the past. In the span of, again, about three minutes. Like, it's lightning quick. This is because she's telling Nikki this stuff because, like, Nikki Whalen tells her, like, oh, yeah, I'm here because, like, I was in this abusive relationship mm -hmm. and I had to leave. I had to take my daughter and get out of there. And, like, Gina Gershon basically is just like, oh, I, I understand what you're going through. I've had miscarriages. And it's like, what? <laughs> she says... This is a quote. I wrote this down. She says, I'm lousy at making babies, which is a very strange way to say we had trouble conceiving. Huh? That is a weird way to say it, isn't it? Wow. She also asks, she's like, because um, Nikki Whelan is like, yeah, we had to leave. He wasn't a great like dad or no. Um, she oh, she shows the little pendant that says Maddie on it. And she's like, it's the only thing he ever got me. And Gina Gershon right. is like, was he abusive? Just like <laughs> out of nowhere. What a wildly inappropriate question to ask. Again, it's like these are the moments where I just like I kept thinking, like, is this really what rich people are like? Like, because <laughs> I always pictured them more being like the Arrested Development family, you know, but like this yeah. is just like this is just weird. They just don't have any like con like conceptualization of what the real world is like mm -hmm. you know like th this movie plays out like it was directed by an alien which falls into that tommy wiseau thought process. yeah yeah what i was thinking yeah i mean it really like yeah when you know when we see the actor you know the character this like dna tech guy the way he delivers his lines i was like oh man this guy reminds me a lot of tommy wiseau and it was only later watching some of the special features that i realized that he was the director which i mean it, it probably should have tipped me <laughs> off that he was like so clearly not an actor yeah and was just in this movie like i i probably should have been able to put two and two together but yeah it was after the fact that i realized that he was the director but I yeah, figured man. it out because I, I went to the IMDb page and was looking at the director because I wanted to see who made this. Um, and his page has his picture on it. So I was like, oh, it's that fucking guy. And then for the rest of the movie, I was like, every time he was on, I was like, that explains why he's not very good. Yeah, by the way, did you guys go to his uh, website at all? No. Uh, why should we do that right now? What is Wait. it? Just his name.com? Uh, I think it's Baker Entertainment Group. Cool. Let me, I'm pulling it up here because it's like, oh man, this guy's got his finger in a lot of pies, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we've got. Let's go to project. Let's go to the projects tab. Films, Inconceivable. Okay, he's got a couple in uh, pre, couple of films in pre-production here. Ooh, but then oh he's also got uh, the Maidstone, uh, a hotel. So he's also hotelier. Uh, that's on there. Let's see, established 1962 fashion. Um, oh yeah, uh, this is a perfume. Uh, it's got a review here from Will and Jada Pinkett Smith uh, that says simply, 
what Jonathan has created is simply amazing. Oh, wow. And then, and then it says, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, this movie is like, one thing I noticed about it is that for a movie that is definitely marketed towards women, like it, it's catering towards that market, right? That's predominantly who this kind of movie is for. Um, it's really weirdly like male gaze Mm-hmm. Like the scene where Katie goes skinny dipping in their pool or um, the shots of Linda on the beach, like running in a bikini and like mm-hmm. there's like a really weird lingering shot when she zips up her wetsuit. And yeah, oh, she... totally necessary. It was yeah. totally necessary. Yeah. And and plainly intentional. Yeah, it's yeah. Completely intentional. I thought it was so weird that that was included in this fucking movie. It's, it was yeah, just so out weird. of place. Yeah, I straight up. Until you mentioned it, I absolutely forgot about the skinny dipping scene because that happens kind of early on. It's mm. like Nick Cage like tries to is this where he he tries to initiate sex with Gina Gershon? And she's like, no, not right now. I, I'm tired. I need to go to bed. And then it's, th- that's yeah. that part. Right. It's before and then he, that. And then he goes out and looks at her in the pool. But yeah, this is he, also right. Just like a, like a scene or so after her miscarriage at the mommy and me class. right yes okay also that's not your fucking pool put a swimsuit on (laughs) well yeah and and also i i quick want to mention here like you know you're talking about the film having kind of this problem with the male gaze it really is a film because it's they don't characterize it it's like nick just goes out onto the balcony Mm -hmm. he doesn't go out there because he sees her he goes out onto the balcony and like notices that she's there and then it's not like a shot of him being like boing oing 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 yeah, oing yeah. like it's not a chevy chase yeah he's he's not like ooh <laughs> look he's just like oh is that oh it's her and then it's just a super gratuitous shot of her being topless it, i don't yeah. think it even cuts back to him so it's not like no no he he like looks and then he's just like oh she's naked and then like kind of goes inside yeah he doesn't yeah. like he's he's not like <laughs> being gross he just like happens to be there you know, when she's going to the pool. So it's like and and again, I, I forgot about the scene completely because, you know, when they introduced it, I was like, oh, OK, maybe that's where this movie is going. She's going to, like, try to seduce Nick. Yes. And that's going to be the whole she thing. Does, she does try to do that, but it's yeah, way I mean, too late. Yeah, she, she does kind of late. try to do it, but it's not really that's not what the movie's about. You know, no. they, they set it right. up like that might be what the movie is about. And it isn't. So why is that scene there? Why? I, you know what? I, I don't know. It, it's just like you said, it it is it's out of place because it's like in this movie that's ostensibly like trying to be feminist. Right. <laughs> I have no idea. It's, it's it's I think it's anti surrogacy. But that is that is OK. We don't I'll save it. But this movie, I, I just kept thinking it's like a CW thing project, but like R rated. And, wow. And, and yeah. so it's like everybody is way too attractive unless oh, they're there for a specific reason. Like you're the director and you got to cast yourself in your own movie or you had a star. Nick Cage. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That man is a powerhouse fox. OK. <laughs> His hair changes, but still bring yeah. still ooh, still bringing the it, sex. Yeah. I, I actually had a thought about that on the topic of of Nick Cage at large oh. it it mm-hmm. is kind of his hair isn't it 
that really is the linchpin. Is the sexy part? Yeah, yeah in movie I mean? in movies where his hair is looking good, I'm usually like, yeah, okay. I, I kind of buy it. I buy yeah. him as like a sexy leading man. And then like sometimes his hair is super weird and I'm just like, wow, no. he looks yeah. like he looks like a weird old dad. Like, yeah, it's all about the wig work, like the wig quality. And as we've said, this movie not bringing it in the wig department. Yeah. Well, yeah. so back to, back to the it with this everybody is super attractive and all the like shots are like well sh- like well set up, like the camera work is really well done. Yeah. Uh but overall the substance is like over dramatic acting. Mm-hmm. And then um very little shit happening. And then what little shit is happening is very convoluted and um, yeah. just, like, mismanaged because you have an idea of, like, you know, just trying to, like, bring maybe, like, uh, like a good view towards in, in – I'm going to have a hard time saying this word – in virtue uh, – I practiced in, oh, earlier. It's in vitro. In vitro fertilization. Yeah. That is, like – that could be the whole movie if you you have mm-hmm. these actresses and, and, and that are like doing like great jobs. Yeah. But what they're doing is trying to build some sort of sexy suspense thriller, but it's about a topic that is very like raw and and it just doesn't it doesn't hit it. So yeah, what, that that is like, weird, isn't yeah. it? They, this is this movie's supposed to be like sexy. The, mm-hmm. I had I had a thought where the, this movie should have been if they wanted to like really just emphasize like you know, just go in towards lean into the like her addiction to pills, mm-hmm. the, her, the fact she keeps having a miscarriage and then she has to rely on a surrogate person. The murder shit doesn't have to be there. That like that is not even the that's not even the good part of the movie. Yeah. The good part of the movie. Is like when they're just trying to like drink wine on the couch and take a nap. I think I think you're <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I tried to I tried to not make a joke at the end. I made a joke. No, at the you're end. good. <laughs> I, I I agree with what you're saying, Sean. Like it, it's too it's too unfocused, and I I think that it repeats itself too many times. Like, there's the scene where she goes into the guest house, right? And finds the the what to expect when you're expecting and finds notes inside that are like, even though she Katie's the surrogate, the notes are written like as if she's like going to keep the baby. Right. That's the insinuation. Yeah. And that's like 80, 83 days till you're mine. Ex- yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Things like that, yeah. which is just like felt you kick today. So obvious. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then like 20 minutes later, there's the same scene. Where Gina Gershon sneaks into the guest house and, like, I guess cuts her hand. Yeah, through um, a window this time. Which is... Which, you own the house. I'm yeah. sorry, this is what bugged me the most. <laughs> you own the fucking house. Where's your keys? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, And it's just insinuating. And that the cut on her hand is there to set up that Katie knows that she mm-hmm. did it. But Katie already knows that she did it because she saw the book moved. So we don't need we don't need that tw- that exact same scene two times. Yeah. It's just yeah again this there's a whole middle section of this movie that's just about Nikki Whelan and and Gina Gershon like exchanging knowing glances at each other like <laughs> we're living together and just like Nikki Whelan being like come on girls let's go do coloring books and then she just like looks back at Gina Gershon like fuck mm. you and then, yeah and <laughs> is like don't worry mommy's here 
that happens yeah, mommy's like four times here every now. time every time that those like glances got exchanged i kept thinking of the like uh garfunkel and oats song <laughs> pregnant women are smug everyone knows it <laughs> nobody says it because they're pregnant that's a good that's a good song classic yeah um and it also uh scenes where um katie murders people like we don't need there's three of them in the movie right and it's implied that she's done it four times because that one um the woman who ran the adoption agency yeah the like or the surrogacy agency was also dead due to suicide although the random person on the phone oh yeah divulges to gina gershon like i don't believe it Oh, yeah, that drove me up the wall. I was like, first of all, I don't even think that they should be saying in like a professional setting. Like if if you were like, oh, yeah, this person used to work here. Unfortunately, they passed away. If someone asked, responded to that with, well, how did they die? I would be like, that's not relevant (laughs) none of your fucking information i'm not going to tell you how one of my ex-coworkers died and i'm certainly not going to tell you that i don't believe the official story Uh, like (laughs) not to mention she she also says well okay i also love that painting in the background of her office uh who did that oh i can't tell you who did that because uh she was also a client of ours which also just tells you who that person is exactly well no it's not like she didn't sign the fucking painting or something and was i was i was i imagining it or did she like put a little stank on that like was that was the lady on the phone like yeah well i can't tell you because that's who i think killed my co-worker exactly yeah like she i mean right she like that's what they're kind of implying is that she's seeing like Oh, I can't tell you that either. Wink. But you can Google it and look it up. And also, this is the person's name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, f- fake I'm, name, probably. I don't I'm know. sending you a hyperlink to their LinkedIn profile right now. <laughs> yeah. mm. Oh, Jesus, man. I don't know. I, I'm just... I had a lot of fucking problems with this movie. It's just weird. The pacing is weird. Like, Linda dies, and that's it. She gets washed up out of a lake. And and she's sexily laying on this log, and I was just like, "Damn, that corpse looked good." I know. And then then when they talk about it later, they're like, "Ever since Linda died in that boating accident." Yeah. And I was like, "What boating accident? (laughs) What are you fucking talking about? Like, she was on a log." But you're totally right, (laughs) Sean. She didn't have a boat. Yeah, it was just yet again. That's what made me keep thinking. Like, yeah. CW, they can never make anybody unattractive. Yeah, like well, and and it harkens back to what you were saying, Josh. It's like the way she's like draped there, like just so. Yeah, exactly. Know. Like they couldn't even make her look like I don't know a drowned corpse. Yeah, like a dead body. Look, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, she was a sexy corpse. I wish I would look that good when I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. I wish oh, I looked that good when I was alive. Fuck. It, uh, <laughs> fair point. Yes. Agreed. And Holy then, shit. And then they just. I give myself just, too much credit. <laughs> also, I, I want to point this out. I'm just going to jump ahead to the behind the scenes because I just want to say one thing about that scene. Um, the woman who plays Linda was a professional wrestler. Did you guys know that? Uh, I, I did see that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really delve into it too much. I think she did have some uh, limited other acting experience. It's not yeah. like this was the only uh, acting thing she had done. This was her first, though. Um, oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. And I just wanted to point it out because uh, she I, I really loved how she sold the fall 
after Katie hits her, she just like ragdolls and slumps backwards. And um, yeah, it was right after I'd learned that she was like a professional wrestler. Sure. So I was like, yeah. yep, that's yep. That tracks. Uh, yeah, that's what, you know, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's what the, that's the acting thing they're best at for sure. Exactly. Man. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, she I, I thought she was good. I mean, it's a small part. You know, she didn't have much to do. Uh, you know, I mean, no one had much to do because the yeah. script just wasn't really there. But no. yeah, I mean, it's it's a small part, but I, I I liked her. I liked her. I thought she yeah, I thought she was good. I thought Gina Gershon was good. Nikki uh, Whelan, I think. God, I, I we should look that up. Um, yeah, I, I I'm just I'm just going to throw it out there. I, I didn't look it up. Yeah. Um, Might be Waylon, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I thought they were all good. There's a couple scenes early on when the three of them are hanging out. And I thought that like the I didn't think the dialogue was very good, but I thought their um, the chemistry was pretty great. I yeah. thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the performances are kind of there. And uh, I mean, do we do we want to move into some behind the scenes stuff at this point? I mean, let me just look through my notes really quick and just see if there's anything else I want to um, talk about. Yeah, there's one moment where uh, she's doing and I love this. This is a trope I love um, when a character in a movie is drawing or painting something and the actor or actress doesn't really actually know how to do it. So what they do is they have an actual artist to do it and then they hand the paintbrush to the actress and then they cut to them like looking at it thoughtfully and then just like kind of making a motion towards it. Um, and then like there's maybe this... I'll, maybe I'll put a little tree okay. here. Here's a, here's a little bit more on there. She wasn't painting at all. Yes. At all. No, at all. Not at the all. brush was completely dry. No, no pigment on there. Nothing. It was just <laughs> scratch, scratch. You could hear it. Yes, scratch, scratch. Yeah. Some poor sound designer had to sit wall. there and like go like. Uh, no titanium white no nothing. uh no uh oh shit what's the crimson one crimson ochre damn it i need to watch some bob ross after this i don't remember the paint colors anymore also uh, they Sienna. they get that mural from her like pretty like pretty early on right like way before um they do the surrogacy thing right yeah, and that's her, that's her because at one point she's she's saying like, oh, yeah, I'm going to move away. I got a job. And that's like their pretext for getting her to stay is they hire her on to do the. Yeah. And then a few months later, I assume they hire her to be the surrogate. And there's a scene, the scene I think we're talking about. Um, she's like eight months pregnant in that. Right. So yeah. has she been painting that one mural for like a for like year? a year? <laughs> I never thought about that, but like, how yeah, fucking I mean, long does it take to paint one mural on one wall? Well, okay. I, I mean, I'm I'm assuming it might take a while, but not as long as it should take if you live like next door. <laughs> she lives there and well, works yeah, in that same and, house. So I mean, ostensibly I she has childcare duties too. But at one point, we see like the girls are just in the room, like. I don't know, playing with dolls or a coloring book or something. So it's like, yeah, she she can kind of just like let them be in the room while she works. It's not like that would really be a hindrance. Mm. So. Yeah, like it, how hard could it be to paint one mural on one small wall in a house that you live in? Um, also, I did Google how much a mural costs because I was curious because um, I was like, there's no way there's that much money in it. It's actually kind of expensive. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a 
it it just depends size and detail and and uh, probably an hourly rate probably. says here yeah. the average cost is four thousand dollars for a 200 square foot wall okay okay yeah, yeah. which sure. like you i know, mean i i i would imagine the rate varies too based on like if you're if you're just commissioning a, a professional artist to come in and just like do something to vaguely your specifications mm -hmm. versus like you know hey like up-and-coming artists there's a wall on the side of our building that you can just do whatever you want to yeah but we we ain't giving you shit for it though you know i mean that's it's like a very different game to be like okay get in here and like but i mean I guess shit. They must have given her artistic license though, because she just painted the same tree and two giraffes and two oh. zebras or whatever. <laughs> so it would be, it would be buck wild if they were like, we know exactly what we want, and it was just that again. Yeah, the exact same. She's like, okay, shit. Well, right. no, she says I have like a dream, you know, to just like maybe start doing like kids murals and kids rooms and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, pirate ships and fairies and stuff. And I was like, okay, so the, you know. <laughs> safari landscape with i guess they call it the tree of life yeah and then uh there was a there was an i had to zo i zoomed in a little bit to see the sun has an angel baby i saw that <laughs> which because at really at first glance i thought it was yeah. a muscly dude oh shit i'm going back for that enhance it's a very muscly baby it's it's you know it's what it reminds me of when you look at like old like renaissance paintings and and there's drawings of there's like people in them that look like they were made by somebody who's never seen people before. <laughs> or or it's like the uh, the angels that are just like the babies, baby angels. Yeah, they just, just look like, like kind of like, chonky. Just like chonky baby babies. angels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what else is I got in my notes here? Uh, oh, yeah. Don't throw prescription drugs in the garbage. Yeah. Um, take them to a pharmacy or a police station. Definitely. Definitely those. very unsafe. Yeah. Don't flush them down the toilet either. It's bad for your sewer system. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, more advice. Uh, probably don't Google surrogate mothers who kept baby in front of an open window while your surrogate is in the backyard. Yeah, what? Okay. Yeah. Oh, speaking of open windows. Okay, real quick. When she... <laughs> When, when she walks in on the like, you know, she thinks it might be like her husband sleeping yeah. with the with the nanny or whatnot. Oh yeah, that the door is closed, the windows are drawn, like the shades are drawn, and then later she's like, "Oh, next time I'll close the window or whatever," and she's like, "Yeah, do that." And I was like, "Bitch, it, you were yeah. looking through the." <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was. You closed. were snooping. You were peeping. You were, you were peeping, yeah. peeping Tom. But yes, yeah, maybe don't look. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, for sure. Oh no, I'm glad. I'm glad we talked about that because we yeah we didn't talk about that scene at all. She's like yeah she goes up to the, like the little bungalow like guest house thing and is like is that is that my husband in there and like no it's not and like you're just fucking you're just a peeping tom you're just a peeping tom she like oh man and then they make yeah. eye contact because again this is at the part of the movie where they haven't forgotten about the Katie and Nick Cage plot. Because I feel like that's what happened. They brought it up and then they forgot about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that's supposed to be the insinuation that Katie's like, I'm banging your husband. <laughs> and then it turns out that she's not. Yeah, it's it's a red herring in, in a movie that ain't the fucking Maltese Falcon. Like, this is not a mystery. It's no. like you you're you know what's going on most of the movie the majority of the movie you know what's going on and it's like the mm -hmm. oh what's she gonna do now to like 
figure her way out of you know it's not like a whodunit even even in the beginning with the cold open being you know you think oh she's trying to flee an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. but it is like literally like three scenes later you learn that that was actually not true and yeah you know so and then they actually just straight up show you later so it's like not even yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. multiple scenes where it's like you you watch exactly what happened and that's that's the difference between a mystery and a thriller right a mystery you don't know what's going on mm-hmm. um, and that's where the tension is but a thriller you do know what's going on and but there's like a ticking clock exactly yeah you're you're like worried for people in it mm-hmm. um, yeah what else okay yeah who drinks juice out of a metal water bottle yeah <laughs> I mean it's like it's like carrot juice yeah. Which yeah. I don't Vicodin. know how. Yeah, <laughs> carrot juice and Vicodin. Which I've well, never. What's had a name Vicodin. for that cocktail? Um, uh, Sleepy Rabbit. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> P- Peter Peter Cottonmouth Tail. Yeah. Cottonmouth Tail. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, <laughs> and Gina Gershon just takes it. She she um, Katie makes her the juice and is like, and a to go bottle for a woman on the go. Also, I've killed people. Here you go. And you know about it. I've killed people and you're hot on the trail. Anyway, I strongly insinuated you should get a drug test. And here's a drink that you didn't make. Like, yeah, yeah, that part. Yeah, made me pretty upset. I was yeah. like, okay, this is just she's not stupid. She's still Gina Gershon's not stupid. Like her character. Well, she's, but she still trusts her enough uh, to she give be. her her pee. Yeah, she shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. And I actually wrote down because I actually thought this this part was clever. Because I, I said that's a bunch of I thought it was Xanax, but yeah, you're probably it was probably like oh, a painkiller. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it seemed like a painkiller just based on like she kind of like blacks out when she's yeah, driving. Yeah, I don't know. I put I, um, I don't remember what it was. I put that if Katie was smart, she would have only put a little bit in so that uh, Gina Gershon would test positive but not feel anything. And then mm-hmm. she goes to work and like drinks the bottle and gets, you know, all messed up, um, pulls over and takes uh, like sleeps it off in her car. And then she comes home and Katie's planned a baby shower. And I was like, nope, she's a straight up genius. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that did. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have that same thought process. But yeah, I, I was kind of confused going into it because I was like, well, doesn't hasn't she already given the pee sample? So what is her game here exactly? Like, yeah, is she going to be like, attempt to no, we should do it again. Like, because she knows like she hasn't actually been taking it. Yeah, she saw her throw away the bottle. And that's at one point Gina's like, no, you saw me like throw away the bottle. I got those for you because you had this episode at the when we took you to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And she knows that like she doesn't actually think that she's been doing drugs. So and then, yeah, it gets to the baby shower scene. And I was like, I see. Yeah, I was like, that's fucking genius. Um, Yeah. And then they have their big confrontation where she like screams at um, uh, Katie about like her drugging her, and then everybody leaves. And then Gina Gershon goes into like the kitchen, and uh, then Katie says to uh, Nick Cage, "She's like, let me talk to her." And he's like, "Okay." And I was like, "Yeah, what a shitty husband." <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, he's a terrible husband. He's awful. Yeah, we haven't really talked about his performance in this movie, and I, I, I think there's a good reason for that. It's because he doesn't really give one, does he? Not really. He no. doesn't really give a performance. Yeah. He kind of just matter-of-factly says the words on the page, which is very not on brand for him. Like. Yeah. Should we? Do you guys want to just do that segment now? The, uh, the segment called Oh, how's Nick Cage in that? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh that oh. old chestnut the one right? the one that i've done one time but yeah let's just do that now you're right he's barely there he's a cardboard cutout he's terrible it's so far below what he normally does i was like shocked yeah he well i, I... now josh terrible isn't the word i would use it's very flat and like he's not very present in the scenes mm-hmm. he is Mm-mm. in but he's to to call his performance terrible, I I think is a little off base. Like I guess he's not yeah. he's not acting badly. He's just not, you know, conveying a large sense of emotion. Like it almost reminds me of um, in Bridesmaids, uh, that uh Tim Heidecker is the the groom, and he's just like in the background of shots, you know, just like gives yeah. a smile or whatever. It it's like that, except that. In this case, he actually does figure into the plot and has kind of things to do. But he's like, you know, he's he's set dressing like he's just a backdrop. Yeah. Yeah. He he has a moment in uh, where he tries to initiate sex with his wife and she's not into the mood. Understandable. Uh, and then she just like kind of leaves the room because she just, uh, I guess, needs space. Mm-hmm. And he just like looks up at the ceiling and just goes, <sighs> Yeah, he and that was the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't really give an indication one way or the other. He's yeah. not. He's not like, oh, I'm angry. Yeah. no sex, you know. So it's not like characterizing he, him as like that. He's, but yeah. he's also not like sad, like or remorseful, like oh, I I shouldn't have done that so soon after you right. know this tragedy. Like that wasn't appropriate, and I feel bad about it. It's just like she kind of leaves, and he's just like. Anyway, back to <laughs> set, setting monitor yeah. to sleep mode. And, I'm just going to or the other or the other way where he's like, damn it. And all like frustrated, you know, and like then sees um, Katie skinny dipping and is like, nice, you know, like to kind of set up a rift in their relationship. He just doesn't really seem to give a shit. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't do the nice part for the way he sees he's skinny dipping. He's just like, hmm. Okay, turn around. Bye. Well, exa- yeah, he just reacts the same way. But, He's like, "Yep, those are breasts." Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Time cool. to go drink more carrot juice. Well, he he does a, he does have a like a little bit of uh, intensity, but that's like when he's fighting over like the baby shower, mm-hmm. where he's like, "What are you doing? Like, you're acting crazy. What? We're here to yeah. okay surprise you." Okay. And- <laughs> That reminded me of something, because there is another scene where he finally does show a little bit of emotion, too. And it's at the very end. You guys, we haven't talked about the very end yeah, of this movie. Which is the craziest part, I think. <laughs> he he take they all go to the hospital because Nikki has stabbed Gina Gershon in the yes, stomach. They get into a fight after the baby shower, I think. Yeah. And they all go to the hospital and the director of the movie just hands Nick Cage an envelope that says like DNA test results. And I, yeah. I, I mean, I understand, I understand that Nick is a doctor, you know, so 
he would be able to interpret, you know, this data on the page more than just the layman. But he doesn't have any context. No. Like, he wasn't told what was being tested against what. And it doesn't say names. It just says, yeah, like... Yeah, it's not, it's not labeled. It's just, like, here's two sets of DNA yeah. that are a match. And he just looks at it and is like, oh, God. And I'm Holy just like, crap. you don't know. Holy crap. I didn't realize really catch that because she drops the glasses off at the like a doctor's office yeah. before when she before she gets drugged and she she just says can you just give me a just run these two dna uh, samples and see if they match she never gives a name does she yeah no no what the yeah. no she yeah she doesn't tell the guy either and so it's not even know. like yeah, it's not yeah. even like it could you could it implicate that like, oh, then he tells Nick what's been going on. And because, you know, they could have set it up so that like he and Gina Gershon are, are so close. Mm -hmm. Well, did they didn't you see how friendly, how casual they were with each other? Yeah. Well, Wait a second. Did Barry have additional information? <gasps> did he direct this movie? You know what? You know what would have been great is if Gina Gershon had dropped off the DNA with him, with Barry and mm. then died and then barry got the match and was like huh well i don't know what this means uh and i can't tell anybody because there's like no you know i don't know what this is for so all right and then just like files it well yeah there's co confidentiality too yep and then he just files it or you know shreds it or whatever and then that's just the end of the movie like that would have been great i would have loved that oh man yeah american cinema has a problem with yeah, those sorts of endings. But anyway, yeah, the reason. OK, so we still aren't quite at the end. So he gives Nick Cage these results that mm. bafflingly he just understands, which is stupid, but not as stupid as what happens next, which is that he goes in to the room where Nikki is about to give birth and he's like, OK, like my wife is dead. And she's like, I had to do it. Don't you understand? Also, I love you. And he like embraces her awkwardly and is like, it's OK. I know you did what you had to do. And she's like, OK, good. I tricked this guy. So she goes and gives birth and then gives him a kiss first. Yeah, mm -hmm. gives him a kiss, yeah. goes to give birth. And then after having given birth, he, he comes back in totally unattended. There's no attending physician. Yep, nobody There's there. no nurse in the room. There's no one. There's no one. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take you to see your baby. And he, like, takes her in a wheelchair to the maternity ward mm -hmm. and, like, goes into the room and, like, holds her up like, this is your baby. And, like, then Gina Gershon comes out. She's actually alive still. And this lady that is a murderer is just sitting out there unattended, like... Yeah. And then a second later, a cop shows up like the cop was there the whole time and was just like, oh, no. Yeah, it's it's cool. Go, go ahead and fuck with her first. Have you have your moment. Yeah. Go go ahead and fuck with this dangerous criminal. <laughs> and I'll just be over here. I'm just going to pop down to the food court real quick. We're going to let and you get myself some chicken fingers. She's We're going to let you handle this dangerous murderer who has stolen babies in a maternity ward. Don't worry about it. You're good. Yeah. And and uh, she's like pounding on the maternity yeah. ward's like door where it's like, come on, those babies are sleeping. I know. I had... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know like this. OK, like 
I don't really know how hospitals work. Would it be standard for a maternity ward to be constructed out of like weapons grade glass that would hold up? I mean, some to an also, some stops are, a lot yeah. of sound. Pro probably right. Stops I mean, I, I I could see it. But, I could see okay. it definitely. But it's like. You know, even even then, it's just like how absolutely catastrophic it is mm -hmm. that they just leave her sitting in a hallway like, oh, it's cool. Like, you're a murderer. We know it. We have proof, I guess, this DNA. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that that trial is not going to go well, I don't think. I am. I yeah, mean, she might get off. Uh, I mean, maybe. But like at the end, just like the end of Face Off where oh, he just get to claim the child at the end. Yeah, that is like a recurring theme <laughs> in like the movies we watch. They just adopt <laughs> Katie's baby. Like the adoption agency let them adopt the, the child of the person who tried to kill them. They took three, the all three of the babies. Yeah. All three of them. To the victor go the spoils. Yeah, the I other can't. two are at least like <laughs> Nick Cage is the dad. But yeah, this other one is just like, that's just a murdered dude's and a murderer's daughter. Like, they had family, I'm sure. I, and people that are probably still wondering what happened to that child that went missing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, there has to have been someone who is like a baby. My granddaughter yeah. got abducted, you know, four years ago or whatever. Or like, like a, a like a godparent. Yeah, someone yeah. like. Um. OK, so I had and I'm going to try and get through these quick i had three problems with with that whole ending thing okay one this is a new a new segment josh's three problems. josh's three problems um pro and the last one's a joke problem the first when gina gershon goes into the hospital nick cage is in the waiting room waiting to see how she's doing and the doctor walks out of i assume some kind of surgery because she's been stabbed and looks at Nick Cage and gives him a long look and then shakes his head sadly. Mm -hmm. But she's she's alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just to psych you out. It's not like you know to us, because Katie's not, Katie's not there. Yeah, it's yeah it's for the viewer. She isn't, is she? No. Huh. That was just for him, and then she's just alive. Yeah, psych. <laughs> so is that just for us? Okay. Problem number two. In the scene when um, Nick Cage goes into the, the maternity thing, he says to her, he's like, he's like, take a look, take a long look because it's the last one you'll ever have. And then he goes into the maternity ward and like holds the baby up and shows it to her. Mm -hmm. And he cuts back to Katie and she's like, oh, she's not like, wait, what? What does that mean? Yeah. Huh. She's just like, oh, cool. That's that's a baby. That's my baby. I haven't realized anything's going on yet. That is a problem. Yeah, and the third one is just that when she's like shaking on the door, there's like a couple nurses in there and they don't like react. Mm -hmm. They're just like going on doing vitals or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They're not the ones that called the security. <laughs> Uh, there's so many problems with the end of this movie that we just talked about it for like five minutes and then you just rattled off three more problems <laughs> like they just like also this and this and, this. and also this and they're all major and sorry this is a change to this problem regular the fourth segment. problem the fourth yeah bonus segment why did they give her another set of fake contacts the, the director because okay in this movie she has like super blue eyes because she's wearing fake contacts, right? 
And I looked because I wanted to know if her eyes really looked that crazy in real life. They don't. They're just green. But then at the end of the movie, it cuts to like a close up of her eyes and they're brown again. Right. Which is like implying, yeah. you know, oh, she used to have brown eyes, but now has blue eyes. Why not just have her have fucking green eyes? Why put another huh. set of crazy looking contacts on her? Maybe because brown is like the more common one. Yeah, um, or like green is maybe they mm. thought green was visually too close to blue. Yeah, and they just that, wanted maybe, to differentiate like, it maybe, more. Yeah, because okay. yeah, she does blink. She has a moment at the end where it's like supposed to be she's in a padded cell room of yeah. like a sanit- sanitarium, mm-hmm. and she's. I, I wanted to use the word sanitarium because this movie is inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. That, is a, that is a terrible joke. Anyways, she blinks and it, it switches through like the eye colors back and forth. And it's I guess that's supposed to just be like, yeah, she's crazy. I guess, or, yeah. Or whatever, but we yeah. it's been established. We don't think that's changed anytime soon. Yeah, we don't need to know that. She's in a padded cell. Like, we get it. Yeah, visually, yeah. that just means crazy. We understand, right? yeah. Like, um, oh. And... Another thing I had, like, just problem-wise with this movie <laughs> is that the relationship between Nick Cage and Gina is just, like, they act like they're, like, friends, you know? Like, they're not, like, they're, they don't act married, in, no, in my opinion. No. Like, they're not, they, they seem like they're dating, you know? Like, it's still kind of, fr- like, their romance is just still, like, a, you know, they're just like, oh, yeah, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like, it doesn't seem like they're like, you know, arguing, arguing over like, oh, you use the last of the good olive oil or something. Exactly. You know, like, but the, this movie keeps cutting back to these like last, like, you know, the, the like tail end of a conversation where you yes. get one where Nick Cage is like, I don't know. I just love to mow yards. Like, it's just, I think all yeah. the crazy. <laughs> and it's like, dude, if you mowed your own yard, you would not have a fucking job to go to because you, he's a, he's a doctor too. So he's probably working like <laughs> but, 70 hour weeks, but that estate is the size of a golf yeah. course. Like it's insane. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. right. He, I don't care if you have a ZTR that is going to take you two days to, Minimal. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I like the these not even mention like, weed whacking. Come on, these are like rich, sexy, older doctors who are both like part time employees at the <laughs> hospital because they have so much time to nap. And there's during like, the daylight hours. And there's like three, <laughs> maybe two, maybe three times in the movie when Gina Gershon looks at Nick Cage and is like, "Aren't you supposed to be at work?" And he's like, "No, I just want I want to stay home and spend time with you guys." Or no, I was just worried about this. I don't have to go to work yet. Yeah, we're going to the zoo today. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> no, no, I, I just have four 14-hour shifts later in the week. Yeah. So, like, this is this one's a freebie. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Um, yeah. I'm done talking about that. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with this. Do you guys want to move? Um, you guys want to take this production back uh, behind the director's chair and see what's going on behind the scenes? Yeah, so let's go to the other side of that giant kitchen island because there's a bunch of people back there. Did you not notice that? Oh my gosh. It, it, when they're filming, it's like an empty house, but then when you see the behind the scenes, it's full of people. It's just full of people. Did you know I that? I did not know that. Wow. Um, Crazy. Yeah, yeah Sean's going to take us back there where we're going to shake oh. hands with the uh, boom mic guy and uh, have a chuckle with the caterer. <laughs> and ask it and ask a key grip what he does 
Yeah, um, I want to find the best boy and be like, no, no, <laughs> I'm the best boy. I am. I am. I don't know what best boys do on set, but uh, I don't want to know either. <laughs> I kind of want to know what the key grip does. Don't really care about the best boy. It's just fine that they're there. Well, I was just going to talk about the director. Um, he's an oddball for sure. Mm-hmm. I want to play this little clip of audio. Uh, because like they have a little like, okay, first off there's deleted scenes. I mean, a deleted scene, uh, where it's just, it's just Faye Dunaway just like talking shit <laughs> and they cut it and they, they cut it. It's the one thing that they cut. And I was just like, you're right. Because everybody comes off like a pretentious prick. <laughs> Which if you just watch, if you don't want to watch this movie, just watch that one deleted scene if you can find you'll it you'll get yeah. it you'll you'll be like this is fine i get it i don't know let's just let's just play it creepy turn so really oh no that's not it and here we style, uh, oh yeah documentary style thriller nick cage that is not what this is what and for me okay yeah did he really think nick that? cage says this was f- this was filmed in a documentary-style thriller way. No, it I, wasn't. I don't understand. Yeah, I know, because I was like, well, maybe if you're, like, thinking, uh, it, like, in the sense that it's, like, time-lapse, uh, because you, you you show the stages of pregnancy. I guess. Just to pr- convey this sense of time, <laughs> which that's the yeah, only way maybe. you can face time in this movie. Yeah, m- maybe, he, maybe he thought there was going to be, like, 100% more time title cards than there actually yeah. were um maybe he was referring to like you know how like unsolved mysteries has those reenactment segments <laughs> oh yeah those count as documentaries yeah i do want to say i was this was i was really happy when she got pregnant um because i was like cool now i can like follow how much time has passed yeah yeah okay so the the director has a little something to say about inconceivable was telling a story that was counter-programming. I'm creating a journey that when the women populate this film, they're going to be able to tell their story. And when the women in the audience hear that story, they're gonna be able to talk about it. It's not gonna be a dirty secret. In vitro is going to be a current topic that we all are going to address because of my choice to put it out in the screen. The six films I've been doing for <laughs> that. Okay, so a lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack there. But what he's really trying to say is that, uh, like, having to have, like, an egg donor is, is like, a real taboo subject because you, sure, yeah. you feel ashamed, mm-hmm. maybe just, like, you, whatever reason. But it, nobody's talking about it. But since he's the man to take this story and this ensemble <laughs> of women... He's going to make it so every mommy, mommy, uh, daughter, daycare, like everybody's going to be just like talking about that next, like that, that fun, like, you know, you know, that movie. Yeah. Did you see Inconceivable? (laughs) Finally, I can feel good about my in vitro fertilization. Thank God. Because it's just like, what the fuck? Like, okay. First off, most people don't talk about it because they don't need to go through it. It's not a, it's not a thing that. It's, it, yeah. it's not important to everybody because for 
obvious reasons. It's. I mean, you're right. It's but, relatively but, uncommon, I guess. Yeah, but, it's like an intensely personal right. subject, so it's not like you super talk about it a lot. Yeah, but I is there. Is there taboo? Are like religious fundamentalists super against in vitro fertilization or something? Like it's not 1986. I, I, I kind of understand what he's talking about in that like Western culture does tie a lot of um, self-worth, I think, for a lot of women. Um, and again, we are three guys. But I think that Western culture ties a lot of self-worth for women uh, to, you know, motherhood and pregnancy and stuff. And I think sure. that the... Um, having to do in vitro fertilization or use like an egg donor i think can be something that makes people feel like it's less than um but i think it's kind of self-important to be like i'm the one who's bringing this mm -hmm. topic out like i'm the one who's brave enough to oh, actually that is exactly why i wanted to bring this up yeah. because i was like you guys brought up the fact he's got a line of cologne <laughs> And that's exactly the kind of gravity that this man is bringing to this movie. Yeah, you're as you're as tactful as a fucking cologne bottle that got stepped on, or fell off like a, a shelf, and is just filling the room with you, with you, not the people. See, yet again, if this wasn't a fucking murder mystery thriller, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, it would be a more interesting movie because you could have real serious drama. Mm -hmm over actual fucking things that are real in people's lives. Yeah. But, but when you not. throw in this like whole thing mm -hmm. where you you try to be uh, I guess feminist by like saying you 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 have one message that you're trying to put out yeah. there. You undercut it by making it be like bitches be crazy. Yeah. Which is it, it, yeah. what this movie comes off as when you end it with the, mo with, the with the woman in the fucking nuthouse. So I just, it blew my mind. It was gross and it made me want to vomit out it's, my yeah, ass. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. No, you're totally right. I, the whiskey <laughs> I, is uh, almost I, gone in my glass. Look, I, I understand why you feel, because look, this is exactly the thing. Like, you know, we've mentioned a couple of times, we're three white guys yeah. talking about this issue mm -hmm. on this podcast. Now, the reason we're talking about it is because we decided we were going to make a podcast about Nick Cage <laughs> and he's in this movie Ergo, we're going to talk about it a little bit because in the context of this movie, we have to. Mm. This guy made a whole fucking real ass movie. I mean, mm. didn't get a wide theatrical release, but <laughs> it's it's called it's called inconceivable. Inconceivable, y'all. Like How like conception about that. It's a movie about conception that's called inconceivable it's yeah just... i mean talk about like burying the lead you already know right out the gate what's gonna happen right also this move this script was written by a woman it should have had a really? woman wow. director yeah, yeah. not probably. this guy well yeah and okay that so like we recently watched amos and andrew yeah which is another movie that we talked about we were like okay like you know we get what this movie was trying. And, and that's a movie where I actually think like the intentions got like closer to being translated into the final product. Obviously it was still very problematic. Yeah. But like that was a movie that I think we kind of agreed, like 
we at least understood the point that they were trying to make. But again, it was an issue of like, well, it's a, a white director at the helm at this of this movie and about race. You but play that it movie for laughs. A, that but, one you play it for laughs, which undercuts the whole seriousness yeah, but, of the the movie. But that movie at least came out in 1993. So it's like, I mean, uh, it's a huge bummer that Hollywood was and to a large degree still is super white. Mm-hmm. But like this movie came out in 2017. Yeah. There's women directors. Yeah, and and you know it's like, it's like you were saying, Sean, about how if this movie had just been a straight drama, and had cut all of the like suspenseful, um, oh god, I hate that I'm about to use this word, but titillating elements from the movie, I think it would have been good. Just like how Amos and Andrew, I said, I was like, if this had just been a drama or a thriller yep. or something, it would have been good. I think, yeah, the concept itself isn't bad. It's just the execution is not very good. Also, I feel like the movie is, and I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, I feel like it's pretty anti-surrogacy, right? Mm-hmm. It sure came off that way. And that that goes, it, like, contrary to what he was saying. So, like, or the director, um, was it Jan, Jan, uh, uh, Jonathan Baker? Jonathan, Jonathan Baker. Jonathan Baker, the man who's going to find and murder us. <laughs> No, I mean, he'll we'll smell him coming. Mr. Baker, uh, you can come onto the podcast next week. We will talk to you, but I will expect comp tickets for your hotel post-COVID. Yes, yes, please. Deal. We'll be the first customers. I mean, we're not we're not going to pay, but dude, we're going to get murdered in that hotel. (laughs) Oh man, we're gonna get murdered in that hotel. Oh, we're gonna Christ. get drowned in a we're gonna get drowned in a bathtub full of cologne. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> he's got to store a, it somewhere. Just a snake steak knife to the belly. <laughs> so, uh, oh, you guys got recasts on this? one? Yeah, it's time that we move on to the hardest segment of all, um, the recast, where uh, we decide if we could recast the Nick Cage part with any actor or actress from any time period. Uh, who would they be and why? Um, yeah, what do you guys got? I think we said it already in this movie or in this in this uh, episode. Um, Will Ferrell and uh, Christian. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Chevy Chase. Ugh, <laughs> 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 no. He, I just don't think he has it for this. Yeah. Like, I mean, he could do the pool scene, like where he's just like go va va voom va voom from the balcony. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, there's no, there's not enough physical comedy uh, yeah. in this film for him to excel. I'm gonna. Uh, I, no, you go. Okay, uh, I I've got a different one for this. Uh, I would like a John Lithgow in this role. Ooh, <laughs> as the nope, never mind. I was gonna. <laughs> and I've got a bonus recast for yeah. you slash uh, a a little behind the scene things that we didn't touch on. Uh, originally, the uh, the role of Katie was going to be played by Lindsay Lohan, and I think that would have been that would have been a lot. That would have been a lot more dope yeah. to see. I would have been all in on yeah. that. Okay, yep. Um. Oh, yeah. I have one more behind the scenes thing that I wanted to say just real quick. Um, the actress that plays yeah, sure. Katie, uh, is Australian. Well, yeah. Um. Oh, okay. And yep. I could not tell. I think she did a great job with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I mean, we we've definitely railed on a lot of people for their accents on this podcast already. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, that was good. 
yeah, convincing. And again, so is the cinematographer. You know, yeah. most of the performances in this movie, mm-hmm. not Jonathan Baker's, were no, pretty guy. good. You know, like it really, like the the script isn't really there, but like, it's I mean, Brandon they Cox. they show mm-hmm. up. You know, like mm-hmm. the, these are professionals. Yeah, you know, and and they're like these aren't. You know, you could argue that Nick Cage's performance maybe is phoned mm-hmm. in, but the rest of them are giving it. You know, they yeah. they are. I don't. I yeah. mean it. I don't even think his performance was even phoned in. It's just like, it's how I would be acting if I was just in that house, in an empty, cold house. I'd seem kind of bored everywhere I went. It's like, like if you if you told me that he was going through something really intense, like in his personal life, I would be like, oh, okay. Like that's that's what I like. If I found out that he was going through like a legal battle or something, I would be like, it would explain a lot. Oh, my third castle was getting foreclosed on. <laughs> They're taking back the elephant man's bones. Um, <laughs> I have my recast, and I don't know why, but this got stuck in my head and I can't get it out. You're going to have to probably Google this person, but it's Kyle Chandler. You are correct. Gonna, I will I'm be Googling have to Google that one. Just to make sure I got him right. He just is like that. I feel like he's like that kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The guy from uh, 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 Godzilla, King uh, King of the Monsters. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, I don't know why. I just think he's like, he's just that kind of guy to play the lifetime husband. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I sure. think. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure there's another person we're forgetting. Mm. Mm. Jonathan Baker. Yeah. I want to see this movie remade as a one-man show. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I want to see that so bad. I want to see that so bad. And I want to take, like, amphetamines and mushrooms before I do. And just open a new Google Doc here. Yeah. (laughs) All done by Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell. (laughs) Oh, he would have yeah, been great in this as um uh, 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 uh Nick Cage's character. Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. Yeah. And this and this is my grandmother, Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> or my mother, my mother. Just doing like a hairspray uh, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um anyway, I think we're pretty much done. Um <sighs> just round Yeah, this is yeah, a doozy. round table it really quick. Would you guys recommend this movie? We already said it now. Yeah. Put this movie in the fucking dumpster. I would say no. I think that there, I mean, I do want to say that there were a lot of people that worked on this movie. And I think that. Yes. Basically, all of them did a good job, except for like a couple people. And <laughs> it was competent. Like, yeah, the, the like the 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 movie itself is shot well. Mm-hmm. And and like, it's just like, I'm sure the script is like, I don't know fine i just it yeah it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me why you need to do the whole thriller aspect yeah it just boggles my mind it's just the execution and i mean and this movie has been done before like maybe not the specific plot but there are a hundred movies that have this exact same plot husband and wife and then like another woman comes into the situation and she has a shady mm-hmm. past and like yeah, yeah I recommend is, one called is, this Chloe. Is like a, this is like a fatal attraction kind of style. Yep. Yeah, I, I was going to say swimming pool. So we just thought of three off the top sure. of our head. 
but you know so there are a bunch of other movies just like this that are better oh, yeah. watch one of those movies and not this one <laughs> yeah. you know leave 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 this one to the to the grizzled veterans in the trenches you know those those among us that have committed to watch every nicholas cage film uh that's that's who this is for so. and this is one of those technically yeah. <laughs> sadly enough this is one of them um well, that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next week when I don't think we've decided the movie yet, but we'll let you know. Yeah, well, I'll put it on the Twitter. So uh, yeah, follow us on go. Twitter. Or uh, yeah. Maybe I'll make an Instagram. <laughs> People seem to like that more. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Also, if you're Jonathan Baker, please don't kill us. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, just follow us on Twitter. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. <laughs> See ya. Bye, bye. <laughs>